for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more. I have a good sex life, not afraid to say that. Um, I suppose I'm not sort of in this day and age, people having sex younger and younger, there's more and more sex on TV, in music. Me and the guy making out on the rugby pitch. But I am basically kinky besties at this point. Some edge play includes blood, knives, needles, electro, fire, and consensual non-consent, all that sort of thing. It's one of those things like, I, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of my sexuality, I'm not ashamed of the sex that I have. I enjoy it very much, I enjoy sex. Well I mean the way that I see sex consent is quite simple. Don't get some, until you get some. That's true, my life is a porn, I just don't film it. It's a flame with desire, which is why... Welcome to the A-Slot Podcast, with your host, Steel Claw. Now strap yourselves in and prepare for some sexy talk, some educational chat, and terrible jokes. And remember, let's get A-Slot. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the A-Slot Podcast, Season 2. Once again, I'm so excited to be back talking to you guys and in what is now Season 2, my dog's looking at me real awkward because I'm talking to nothing and it's going to be a grand old time. Um, Yeah, so not much happening for me, we're still in Level 4 lockdown here in New Zealand, which means we can't really can't do much. Um, I'm still working, we're still going through all, all of that sort of stuff, but yeah, life is is, is happening at the moment. Um, yeah, um, today I bring you uh, an interview that I recorded back in August while I was in America once again um, with gay the Gayish podcast guys uh, in Seattle. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a long one. I won't lie, it's a long, long, long road um, to get through for this. But it's, it was actually a really, really cool chat, really, really fun chat, and it, it really just flowed on. You know how sometimes you can just you talk to someone and you have these awkward silences here and there or a little bit all over the place and, and that sort of thing? This was nothing like that. This one flowed all the way through. So, yeah, really, really fun, really, really great guys. Um, all of their links and stuff will be in the description for this tab. And don't forget to find me on the social medias um, at the ASLUP podcast for everything, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. You can also find me at aslutpodcast.com or you can email me at theaslutpodcast at gmail.com. 
I hope you enjoy this episode, and um, don't forget to say hey, slowly. Whether to extend full civil rights protections to Hoosiers on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. So we'll follow, yeah, we'll follow your lead, whatever you want us to do. Yep. Cool. Oh, that's a dangerous thing to say. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to start it there, actually. (laughs) That's going to be my starting point. Okay. (laughs) Um, But no, welcome to the show. I have Kyle and Mike here from uh, the Gay-ish podcast. Yeah. Um, I am currently in your uh, dining room, living room. My my dining room. Yeah. 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 Um, And we're sitting around a table. I've got a nice glass of red. It's thank courtesy of Mike, so I'm really, really happy about that. But... um. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Welcome to the show. Uh, first of all, just tell us a little bit about you guys. And by the way, this is a very professional setup compared to what I'm used to. <laughs> so the people listening to this are going to be like, whoa, this sounds much better. <laughs> Don't get used to it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Before we talk about ourselves, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. So currently, it is my birthday in New Zealand currently, but not in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, ta- I'm taking two birthdays. Yeah. It's got to be done. A one extended birthday. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends even said, enjoy your 38 hour long birthday <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from right. when he was. But uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who am I? This is Kyle. This is my voice. It's the less sexy one. So that's how you can remember it. Um, we, 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 I'm not going to argue with you. We've <laughs> just been talking about how Mike has a, a very deep, sultry voice and i'm like hi guys okay anyway uh yeah we uh are we've been friends for like 70 years and we uh are both gay cis men um i'm sluttier than mike if we're Mm -hmm. if we're gonna get to that um and we also both host the podcast gayish where we talk about gay stereotypes awesome i like the fact that there's that stereotypes and what I like about you guys is you talk about which ones you fit into and which ones you don't as well yeah. quite a bit, which is really, really interesting. Yeah. And I know the people who listen to me are going to enjoy that sort of stuff. So I will leave a whole bunch of stuff in the notes for where you can find you guys. And we'll talk about that at the end of everything. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Your turn. My Mike. turn. Um, I'm Mike. This is my voice, my <laughs> apparently sexy voice. And um, yeah, Kyle and I have known each other for about 11 years, give or take. And that's a we, big difference. Yeah. 11 and 70. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seventy dog years, I think, is about. Oh, okay. Is, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Gay years. Yeah. <laughs> you every year you age when you're gay is like seven years because less and less people are interested. In you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a separate thing, but. Um. Yeah, I'm a computer programmer, amateur musician, and podcaster. That, to be fair, almost sounds like me, except for the whole. Computer part, I don't have a clue about that. But musician and amateur, amateur musician and terrible podcaster about sums me up as well. What, what, do you, what do you play? What's your music like? Um, what style or instruments? All of the above. Because instruments is a long list, but none of them very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I started at piano when I was five. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved on to viola, French horn. Uh, eventually did the whole rock, the whole rock thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, that, that was sort of my musical upbringing. I actually ran a business in the music industry in New Zealand for a while, bringing bands in from overseas. That's cool. Um, and yeah, and I uh, was in a few bands that never did anything. So yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that, that about sums that up, really. What's, <laughs> yeah. what's your weapon of choice? Uh, piano. So the, the last Wednesday of every month, I play um, piano at a bar in Pike Place Market here in downtown Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's like live karaoke. Sort of. Awesome. So there's, I have two mics, and if nobody wants to sing, then fine. I play and sing, and then if mm-hmm. if uh, if somebody wants to come up and try to do something, we'll give it a shot, even if it's terrible. <laughs> I'm I I played the piano growing up, but I was very much like I took a long time to learn things, mm-hmm. and then once I did, I like that. That's when I was okay at it, but it took me forever. And Mike can just sight read anything. Like someone walks up and is like, "Here, play this," and he just like goes to town. It's very impressive. But the secret is, I'm not I'm not actually reading the music. I'm um, my my education is actually in jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I played in country western bands. The first job I ever had for money was at 14, playing in my grandparents' country western Brilliant. band. Um, <laughs> and that is not a read music environment mm-hmm. that's a like it's got three chords and it's in g let's go <laughs> yeah and so you just you learn so i can read like a line or two at a time to sort of fill in the gaps mm-hmm. but for the most part i'm just reading the chart I and uh, with, with pop music it's not too difficult to right to, <laughs> to get through that because yep. follow the they, formula they, they barely even have three chords anymore like <laughs> yep. complete. There, there's a great video um Axis of Awesome? Yes, the yes! four-chord song. Yes, the four-chord song. Yeah. It's so I think good. Mike has played that for me, <laughs> and I, yeah. Absolutely hilarious, and scarily accurate yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and Mike's family has a, like, they are all, I've visited Mike's family over Easter, and they're insane and drunk, but they're <laughs> also all really impressive musicians, mm-hmm. and, um, like, someone will just walk up and be like, I'm going to do drums now, and they just play drums on the next song, and someone is going to walk up and just be like, I'm singing now, and they, like it's just crazy. My family is not. not I had a band like, like that. that actually. It was really, really? really fun. In the middle of a live gig, like we'd have different songs, had different people on different instruments. So we'd finish one song and literally just like musical chairs around and play different instruments. So so fun. You're so versed, and and, and, you, and you just you, you see the people in the crowd and they're sitting there going like, "What the hell is happening here?" Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, and but you could tell the strengths and weaknesses of different people mm-hmm. in the band, which which made it even more funny for us because we're just sitting there going, "I'm so bad at this." <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's so much fun. I I scared a whole bunch of people. I was in Tombstone, Arizona, a little while ago, um, and it was like I think it was like Tuesday, Wednesday night or something. And they had a karaoke thing on, and I was like, I, "I love karaoke. I'm a big big fan of karaoke." Yeah, and I'm in a small country town, so I'm going to sing some country. Yeah, sure. And so I walk up there, and my my voice isn't overly deep. My voice, you know, it, it is what it is. It doesn't doesn't have that country twang or anything like that. It's not southern. It's not anything. Um, but I, I hopped up there and sung a couple of country songs, and you just see the like ten people that were in the bar <laughs> just all turn around, and go, "What in the fuck is happening here?" <laughs> um, just some some dude from New Zealand who's rocked up and started singing. And they're all just going, oh, "Yeah, okay, sweet." Yeah, sure. Why not? So here's a question. Can you tell what part of New Zealand somebody's from based on their accent the way that we can in the States? A little bit. bit. Yeah. So especially if you head to right at the bottom of New Zealand, they roll their R's quite a bit, Mm. um, which makes them quite conspicuous, I guess. Apart from that, not really. Mm. But I also didn't grow up in New Zealand. I grew up in Australia. I was going to say you sound Australian. Yeah. I've I've got a bit of a mix and it confuses a lot of people. (laughs) Um, But because of that, I can't really tell the difference between the rest of it just the real southland sort of part of it i'm a little bit further north of that i feel i feel vindicated we were listening to your show on the way home from a friend's house last night and i i said australian and then you said you were from new zealand i was like ah, i fucked it up again but no (laughs) no you're all right now you're all right now (laughs) yeah Yeah, no um 
I'm just in that sort of weird little middle space. And yeah. the the terrible thing about me is when I'm hanging around with people, I tend to sort of chameleon my voice mm-hmm. and I end up with that. I confused the crap out of some guy in Dallas because <laughs> I started talking in like a full Texan <laughs> thing and he just went, what the... F-? <laughs> just that. It was, it was so fun. I had I had a big Stetson on at the time as well. Good job. <laughs> oh, no, had yeah, to be done. You, you went all out. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I even bought cowboy boots and everything. I've on the whole nine I yards in this. I haven't. I grew up in uh, Houston. I have not worn my cowboy boots in quite some time. But I think just every now and then, it's just kind of like it's kind of nice. Yeah, Wait, you own on. cowboy boots? I do. You didn't know that? Did I'm I not like, know that? For a while, until I spilled wine on my cowboy hat, I was a gay cowboy every um, <laughs> Halloween. Okay. Um, and Not cliche at all. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I was very Chaps original. I was the first one to come up with that idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was the original gay cowboy. and But, like, but I'm not that confident, so... <laughs> I did not have like <laughs> assless chaps. I just wore like g- glitter, like a glittery. What's it called? Like thing waistcoat? No, like a like a little bolo tie. Bolo, yeah, kind of. But it was like made of like sparkles. Okay, just like my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think I lost my soul a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we drink? Debate, <laughs> debate if I ever had one. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not ginger, so we must have a soul somewhere in there. It's just very, very difficult to find. Deep down. <laughs> in the depths of somewhere. Let's not go too far into that yet. Um, so, just so everybody knows, I had nothing planned for this. I've literally, like an hour and a half ago, got into Seattle. I've been driving almost nonstop for two days. It's been absolutely full on. Um, but... You're coming in from Spokane, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, that's about a four turned into a five-hour drive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we were in Yellowstone before that, which was ended up being 14 hours yeah. by the time we'd... Because we started at the southern base of Yellowstone and entered through that. And we drove all the way through and, and exited out the north, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which, was, which was kind of amazing. Um, but... Yeah, it was just one of those extra special things. But that's not where I was going. Oh. <laughs> going, uh, don't worry about going off topic because that's going to happen <laughs> you know? a whole bunch. People Thank are, God you say that said that because it was it was going to happen. Yeah, right? <laughs> people who listen to this are so used to me going off in seventy two different tangents in about sixty seconds. So oh, great. I took <laughs> I took my ADD meds today, but that doesn't mean they're going to work. <laughs> <laughs> they never work for me. It's fine. Um, so. I will. I will start by talking about your podcast a little bit. Sure. Um, so it's gayish. Mm-hmm. Explain. Yeah. So uh, Mike and I both uh, have always felt like we don't fit into people's stereotype of what gay people are like. Right. And even when I was looking for gay podcasts, there are a lot of different topics that I didn't really care about. Right. And so what we decided to do is we wanted to talk about those stereotypes and figure mm-hmm. out. You know, some things people fit into, other things people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, we also try to bring like data around, like, are there, is there some truth to stereotypes? Mm-hmm. And if so, like, let's figure that out. But ultimately, it was like, we don't totally feel like we fit in with the expectation of a gay person. Mm-hmm. And we, and so we talk about a different stereotype each episode. The stereotype thing's interesting to me because the way that I was grew up um, didn't have the greatest family environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Grandparents being grandparents are a little bit, let's say racist, a little bit racist. <laughs> and 
their their big thing was stereotypes exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting going that you're going through these different things and going, do the are they actually a stereotype? Are they actually a thing? Yeah. Not not a stereotype because well, they are a stereotype. Yeah. But is it actually truthful? Is it not? Um, and sort of delving into it from there, I think is really really interesting and really really clever as well. Because oh. it's so. it it's very easy to go this is a thing and this is why or this isn't why but delving into it and actually exploring it i think is really really interesting and that's that's sort of what i try and do when i'm doing my solo podcast because mm. i have the ones where i'm interviewing people like i am with you guys now and we're talking and whatnot but i also have my solo ones where i talk about different topics and and uh and i try and go into depth with with a lot of that like there's a lot of king stuff there's a lot of i'm still currently researching um infidelity within polyamory and, oh, wow. how that, and how that can uh, affect people because obviously there's the stereotype that you can't cheat in a polyamorous relationship but oh you sure can yeah mm-hmm. absolutely can <laughs> absolutely can so uh it's really what are the, what are some of the stereotypes that you've sort of gone through just a brief um let's see one that jumps to mind is uh drag queens like mm-hmm. neither mike or i l- listen to or watch uh, rupaul's drag race and we had never I think everyone assumes that all gay people do drag every weekend. I, I'm and really not a fan you, of that show. Oh, really? I, I, I have, I had watched it in the past, and mm. I liked it, but there, I don't know. It just didn't. I just didn't keep going with it. Um, mm. So Mike and I both tried drag mm-hmm. to like go outside of our like what we're used to and mm-hmm. and actually try the stereotype. Um, and Mike. Uh, I was surprised. That I Mike kind of might be to a it. secret <laughs> drag queen. Like I think sometimes when I do, when we don't hang out on the weekends, I think I'm just guessing. Some Saturdays, Mike is just looking at himself in the mirror in heels, just to be like, "I am beautiful." <laughs> to be fair, though, heels make your calves look magnificent. They they really work. They just work everything, and then and then mm. Mike's you know a six foot two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. woman sometimes. <laughs> so what else have we talked about? Um, I wouldn't mind being six two. <laughs> I'm like 5'10". Like, yeah. I'm short. I'm six two and a half every single time <laughs> I get measured. And I always wish I was a little bit shorter. Because everyone assumes that, like, just based on my height, mm-hmm. that I'm going to be a top. And mm-hmm. then and then I start talking. They're like, oh, that might not be true. But, like, so sometimes I almost without, wish I was, like, a little bit smaller so that people would... <laughs> Fuck me! I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what so, other st- so, so so people wouldn't come in with the stereotype that you with are the a top assumption? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, we've talked about fisting before. That's mm-hmm. not a thing that I have ever been interested in or participated it's in. But <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of effort. Like it, it it's is just. It, I, I swear, like it must take about a year to be able to get up to the level that you can be fisted anyway. Yeah. Like, because you're not just going to go in there first time and be like, <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, unfortunately, um, a lot of young males think that now because of porn. Mm. Yeah, and they're just like, Haha, this is a normal thing, and then broken wherever they've put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's something like porn also gives us so many expectations, especially gay porn. When you're gay and and aren't able to be out, mm-hmm. and porn might be your only conduit to the gay community at first, which is real fucked up if that's true because yeah yeah, then you're like oh like my dick is not you know nine and a half inches Mm -hmm. and um like oh i should someone should just be able to like stick it right in and like you know all those expectations and it's like that messes you up yeah and it's the exact same thing for even straight porn or my my big one is kink porn because 
that's my background is mm. from from kink and whatnot. So I'm very well versed in in what it takes to do different things. Yeah. And things like Fifty Shades and all of that sort of stuff actually ruined so many people. <laughs> it yeah. fucked up so many people because they're like, that's what it is. Mm. And you're like, that has nothing to do with what it is. Yeah. yeah, You've seen some actions, you want to go try it. What about your aftercare? What about your, your um, I can't think of the word now. You have to talk about what's going to happen. Mm. Communication. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, what, consent. Consent. Um, I can't think of it. When two people come to an agreement. Contract boundaries, yeah. Uh, Setting expectations, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we've said everything but the word I'm thinking of. But <laughs> the fact is, the matter people are yeah. going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is making sure that everybody's on the same page. Which you don't see that, of, like no, you, you miss no. those parts in porn where there's like there's, the... there's a couple of sites that do it, mm. and oh. it, and it does the video beforehand, and it interviews just the the actress. And sometimes the actor as well is these are the things that might happen. Are you okay with that? And I'm just like. Um, like it's not a full thing but it's still something to go to say that this is what you need to do before you engage in these sorts of activities and that makes me really really happy to see that that's even even if it's just a little bit it's still something in there to say yeah this this is all the stuff that could go wrong are you you okay and do you accept yeah these these parameters these terms um Uh, we also talked about uh pedophiles which that's like a very unfortunately still uh, like appears as a stereotype mm. that gay people are pedophiles. Um, you can almost completely blame the Catholic Church for that, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if we're talking pedophiles, like, is it gay people or is it straight religious people mm. that are pedophiles? And yeah, but it, I, I saw another picture. Um, Facebook's my big, big thing. I'm on it far too often. If I'm completely honest. <laughs> um, but I, I came across um, came across a saying that was, um. Lesbians look at females when they're wearing skimpy clothing, and they don't, uh, they don't touch them or anything like that. Is it really the clothes that's the problem? Mm. And it's and it's the same, same sort of thing. It's the p- people involved that are the problem, not, yeah. not, you know, what sexuality they are, not who they are, not anything like that, not yeah. what anybody else is doing. It's literally them as a person. Yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite things that I've seen, which I'm sure plenty of people have seen this as well, is. Um, straight men absolutely understand the idea of consent when they walk into a gay bar. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, w- w- you know, it's always like, well, where's the line? What am I allowed to do? And then you walk into a gay bar and get your ass slapped. And yeah. you're like, Oh, hold on. That doesn't feel great. Like <laughs> another great point on that is, um, homophobia is what a straight man feels when he is treated the way that he treats a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, <laughs> It, it's actually quite terrifying how how straight men don't realize that because I'm not straight. I go both ways. I'm what one would call greedy, I guess. <laughs> well, you, you you identify as bisexual yes. or, or pansexual, or or do you put a label on it? I don't. I don't really. Uh, I say that I'm bisexual, but I'll sleep with anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a aesthetically if they look good. Yeah. Aesthetically inclined is the way that I put it. If they look good, I'll try and sleep with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, me it's too. Like an omnisexual. Oh. Mm. You might have sex on me? No. <laughs> on on me sexual? <laughs> like, lay down. I'm gonna fuck someone on you. <laughs> Don't move. My bread bed broke, and uh, you're the next best alternative. I've done that. <laughs> what? It, no, it was it was a kink thing. So I had a submissive, 
and they had been misbehaving all day so i used them as a bed too <gasps> that was their punishment so they had to watch what was happening as well wow that's sexy it was all it was all consensual of course and whatnot yeah um but yeah it was just one of those things that she had to watch me fucking someone else and that was her punishment man wow. makes you want to be bad <laughs> right <laughs> It, I, it, it didn't work as a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have some voyeuristic tendencies that would work for me. Mm. Mm. Be like punishing my dog with treats. <laughs> like it doesn't. <laughs> don't bite that dog. Here's a bite. Here's a bite. <laughs> and the, 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 there's actually been um, some studies in the fact that that um, like treat giving doesn't work for training dogs. What? Mm. Because they'll only do it if they get that treat from that point on. Oh, see, um, I know that's why everyone, I have a dog, he's the, the best. Um, and like, that's why they tried to do the, like the clicker thing as like you associate the click with the treat. I also like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And what I figured is, or learned that is like, if I hold my, now when I hold my fingers together as if I had a treat, sometimes I do mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't, he knows that's the, like, I might get a treat if I yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely does it. Yeah. He's he's definitely a dogs bottom. are clever. He's, yeah. he's dogs are real smart, very smart, and probably a bottom. That, he's super <laughs> submissive, <laughs> except that, he humps everything all the time. Uh, that's true. He might. He's definitely verse because sometimes he and it's not all so dogs. But my, my dog, anything, anything that f- not it didn't even have to move. Actually, I was going to say anything that moved, but no, just anything that wasn't me. <laughs> well, that's good. That's and, and, good and that's boundary. purely because I was able to train that out of him. But anybody knew. We're gonna hump. Here yeah, we go. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Male dogs, female. He did not give a shit. My favorite is when definitely it, a top, though. Definitely a top. My I, boy was. It's so weird that, and maybe this is the idea that we should have of like he acts so submissive and so beta dog, but then like when he finds a dog he likes, man. <laughs> um, and it's my favorite thing is when. I mean, it's a little bit uncomfortable at the dog park when I like have to be like, sorry, everybody, he's been fucking everyone. Um, but like he'll start humping and then the other dog will leave and he's still, still just humping, like yeah. going for it in the like in the air with nothing under him. It, which I, I absolutely love this because my dog started humping things real early when he was around. He passed away now, but when he first he started humping anything good and he would just he, he got with a dog, tried to go and. And hump it and just nothing. <laughs> Could not get anywhere near it. And he's just humming it. I'm going, buddy, that, you've got a lot to learn. <laughs> you've got a lot to learn about all of this. <laughs> you a long way you to go. learn something about consent, <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> no, he was never going to learn no, anything about no, that. That's neither for will sure. my dog. Um, cool. <laughs> so, dog chat. Great. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we Where were we before we know. went on to that? I don't know. And, and, no, no one has a clue. So, <laughs> so, let's keep moving on. Um, so, from what I know about Washington State, it's quite an open sort of accepting state, comparatively speaking, when yeah. you compare it to, I don't even want to say Alabama, but yeah. Alabama. Uh, although, you, you, you do have to be careful. The part of Washington that you drove through today, eastern Washington, everything up to the mountain summit is red. It's Trump mm. country. Right. It's, it's quite conservative. Mm-hmm. Once you get west of the mountains, yeah. it's blue liberal as i'll get out yeah so, which which is which is cool so did you grow up here i grew up like, in eastern washington, eastern washington and i went to school in spokane okay and then so that that's the red the red side yes sir and you're from oh, from texas yeah from yeah, houston which yeah. is i can't imagine is a great place to grow up yeah no as, I mean, as, well, I mean, well, did you did yeah. you know young that you were 
Are you a guy? Oh. Um, I. It's one of those things that, like, in retrospect, like, I there are all these signs that mm-hmm. yes, I was gay, but at the same time, like, a big moment for me was when I was talking to my dad, and he was he definitely had suspicions, but also didn't wanted to want didn't to, want to come out and say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what we had was this weird roundabout conversation where he was like. You know, when I was a kid, I would explore things, and we—I snuck into an X-rated movie once with my friends to <laughs> see. And and you'll—that's fine. You'll explore things, and like kind of implying that like he didn't say it was, was a your face, dad saying it, go bang dudes for a while and see if you like it. <laughs> no, he was. Tr- I think. <laughs> I, I think he was trying to relate it as much as he could to himself, which mm. was like, oh, I watched porn with men and women, or some like. I think that's the most he could connect with it. And he was trying to say like, that's fine, but you'll grow out of it. And so right. I, that, that pushed like that overcoming. That was my biggest mm-hmm. hurdle overcoming that conversation and being like, Oh, like, yeah, pretty soon I'll be normal and fine. And like, eventually I was like, Oh, this is uh, not changing. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was my sophomore year of college when I finally came. That out. means nothing to me. Oh I've no! What age is that? What age is that? Twenty so, sophomore, twenty-ish. I mean, you're eighteen when you graduate high school, so it'd be your second year of college. You're nineteen, yeah. twenty. Yeah. The the whole freshman. Mm. <laughs> no idea. It doesn't. Yeah. Like we we have year one to thirteen, and then university. No, oh. that this <laughs> that, is, that's how so it works for us. This would be second year of university. Though. Right, right, right. So yeah, but. Yeah, and then it, I think... So did you go to university in Texas as well? Is this when yeah, this is all... I went to... Yeah, so I grew up in Houston and then went to school in Austin and that was mm-hmm. just like an amazing place where I could be like... Because Austin is like the one like liberal part right. within Texas. See, I just thought all of Texas. <laughs> that uh, Fair, fair. <laughs> but you never hear about Texas like, oh, a really cool progressive thing happened. It's yeah, always exactly. like something with guns and... Uh, whatever but yeah. austin's a little island of blue in that sea of red <laughs> although it's 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 kind of a purpley blue like it's not like no it, no it's blue uh, it's it's very blue <laughs> it's super liberal for texas it's super liberal okay period that that uptick <laughs> in my voice was just my manner of speaking that's a period at the end of that it's, right. it's very liberal um mm. i mean in, in a in a texas like, okay this is what you're saying in a texas way that like it's cool if you're whatever, including you can be, well, I don't know about now, when I, re, being Republican wasn't as front <laughs> until recently, <laughs> but like you could kind of, you could still be conservative and be chill about mm-hmm. it. And that was fine in Texas, but it was, it was a very good, like almost like stepping stone for me into like going from uh conservative growing mm-hmm. up, conservative Texas to liberal Texas. And then I could go elsewhere in like, kind of adjust to like okay i want to be in a more liberal city that mm-hmm. is smart there's this huge problem like the the polarization of this country has made things so miserable for people i think that they then uproot and move to where things don't suck for them politically yeah. so yeah. there's this drain of you know the west coast and the northeast are getting all of the liberal people because mm-hmm. they just can't handle it yeah and it metastasizes those beliefs in on on both sides right like they don't have to interact with each other then it it almost seems like it's heading for another civil war kind of situation because you're getting large groups in 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 these different areas that eventually someone something's going to snap especially if we keep you know who in charge (laughs) god help us um yeah let's nuke the hurricanes i mean it, it, I mean, it, yeah, and when you have people, it, it definitely feels like that sometimes because mm-hmm. when you have this group of people that are so 
unwavering and steadfast in you can if if anyone else said that they would nuke hurricanes you'd be like oh you're a fucking idiot we're out but <laughs> to have so many people that are so staunchly you can say whatever you want and we will defend you like yeah it's like how do how do he's you he's on the side then? of the brazilian president he's yeah. on the side of bolsonaro he's on the side of russia he's on <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's the one that's really killed me recently is this whole Brazilian Cause the, thing because of the fire Amazon, down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's happened just after the native people won a court case to yeah. protect their land. Conspiracy theory in there, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this all happened and like he got offered a whole bunch of money to the Brazilian president to try and fix it all and he turned it down. Yeah. And you just sit there and go, okay, surely something here is obviously not right. But yeah. Well, so... I. I don't know what your show is like, so I uh, apologize, but I guess I don't really because I stand by what I'm about to say. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, um, I, I, I look at the way that the right treats Trump, and I don't think it's a surprise that conservatives tend to be religious. The whole idea in religion that God and your priest say this, and that's just true. You can't question it. If you do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're yeah. going to get drummed out of the religion, and that means eternal damnation. Like, mm-hmm. like hyper-religious people are primed to not question things, yeah. to just fucking exactly. accept whatever I, they're fucking I, told. I, I uh, well, can we I say the fuck? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't live without asking questions. Right. I, yeah. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I have to question. I'm one of those annoying people that if I don't know something, I will ask as many questions as I can until I can fucking understand what's mm-hmm. happening. Otherwise, I'll just just does my head in. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize until my last job that that was like a skill that not everyone had of asking. Mm. Like, if I don't understand it, I'm going to keep poking and prodding because some people can just give these surface level level answers, and it's mm-hmm. like as a way of deflection or 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 you know just like if you accept that and don't really like uncover the tr- like something where you truly understand, it's mm-hmm. like what do you I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me that part of that is why I've been through so many jobs in my life as mm. well because I've just I've rotated a lot through my life when it comes to work and whatnot. And it's purely because I'll ask a question as to why do we do it this way instead of this way, and I can't get an answer out of it. And I'll sit there and go, why can't you give me an answer? Yeah, yeah. And I'll keep pushing and pushing, and then I'm a difficult employee from that right. point because I'm trying to figure out why we do it a certain way when there's another way that's far more efficient or costs less money or whatever the the thing may be. Yeah. I've had a decent career mm. and over and over and over again I've gotten myself into really serious trouble in sticky situations because I never accept doesn't matter what your title is because I said so yeah, as an answer. I can't stand that. Ever. Mm-hmm. And I'll fucking say it to the CEO if I need to yeah. and and that that doesn't really don't do that if you can avoid it kids like <laughs> sometimes smiling and nodding and fucking doing it is the right answer for happiness. But, See, I'll I'll start uh, off like that. But if I see a way that a company can improve and I go and take it to somebody and go, and I've got to be honest, it's not usually the CEOs. The CEOs are usually pretty decent from, what, from what I've done. That's it's true. the middle management who feel attacked by the way that you're doing it because you're attacking something that they've implemented themselves and gone, yeah. we can do this better. And they go, no, 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 no. We've done it this way for 20 years. And yeah. you sit there and go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fact that we have been doing it for 20 years tells me that it needs to be fucking changed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And that makes sense why you do this podcast then, because you're questioning why we think of a lot of things in society the way we do and mm. why we think of sex the way we do and, and reevaluating it. And well, the big thing about even like looking at sex and what people don't talk about it nearly enough. Yeah. Like girls do. 
<laughs> girls will talk about sex all the time. Guys don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys do not realize that if you have sex with you, they're gone and they're telling their eight mates how it was and how you were as a person as well. There's no two ways about Dudes generally don't. Yeah. Especially straight men. And the reason for this is, and I've sort of done a little bit of research around it, is that guys think they're in competition with each other Mm. to be able to get laid. Instead of working together and sharing tips that get everybody laid, they're like, this is about me getting laid and not that person. Why? I was thinking, I was trying to like figure out where gays fit into the picture because like, if you send a dick pic to a gay, you are sending it to their closest friends as well. Yeah. Because like, it'd be like, oh, here, I hooked up with this guy. Here's his dick. Here's what, <laughs> here's what we did specifically. Like, yeah. so like, yeah, we share notes, but we're also a little bit in competition with each other. So yeah. I don't see. I don't think it's a competition. Yeah. I, I don't view. I mean, it, it shouldn't be, but I, yeah, but we, I definitely, think I, I that's think how it's viewed. We're still socialized the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And, and so th- I think that there's a competitive streak that has to be checked for mm-hmm. most men. Maybe yep. not for you. No, no, I, I'll, I, I'll I, agree with that. Yeah. I have to check that quite a bit myself. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there and go, like, if, if, if there's another guy and there's me and we're both, you know, periodically talking to the same girl throughout the night, it's her decision at the end of the day. Right. I'm not going to sit there and badmouth this other guy because, because I want the girl. It's, what's the point in that? It makes you look like an ass, for yep. starters. And even if you get the girl, she's going to go, oh, but this other guy, he was bad-mouthing. In the whole, like, it's, there's no point in it. And then you're like, three ways. Let's all get down. Yes. <laughs> then why not? <laughs> exactly. And, and, that's, and that's the optimum. <laughs> that's the ultimate answer you can the there. bring that assertiveness and competition to sex, ooh, man, that makes it great <laughs> for everyone. No comment. I've never, <laughs> I've never done that before in my life. <laughs> I want if if two people are fucking me, I want them to be in competition over it. I'm trying to figure out if that would work for me or not. I don't. I've never done anything even remotely close to that, and I don't know if I would find it hot or not. My I sex know, life hot. is my, se- my, yeah. my <laughs> okay. sex we life is agree. super vanilla. I'm super mm. super sheltered. And <laughs> I'm at the complete opposite. End yeah, of yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> I had a big orgy in san antonio just a couple of weeks ago oh, oh, so. nice. how did you do you like seek out like let me find the orgy spot or does it like just happen <laughs> or like I, well, i've had I, multiple i've had different experiences with yeah this, but so this was at, at at a swingers event that i was invited to uh, got um just because i was in town and there happened to be something on um and some people i knew were in san antonio so they invited me along and it just sort of went from there i also had another one for my birthday I know it's my birthday now, but it was a week ago in Albuquerque. <laughs> birthday orgy. Yeah. Yeah. I had, because um, I was teaching a class. <laughs> I was teaching a class around electroplay and, and that sort of thing, which was really, really cool. And then um, the the host of that class went and threw a birthday party for me, Aww. which just happened to include a lot of the same sort of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it yeah, it all just turned into a, a big orgy in a, in a um, rumpus room, I guess, a games room. It was really, really fun. Really lovely. It's a great birthday present, along with an ice cream cake that I was able to eat off. Of. Wait, is that a metaphor? Or no, no, literal. No. Okay, okay. A little I ice cream I don't know if that was like a sex act. No, no, like no. Something about frosting. <laughs> or, I don't know. Okay. But there was a sex act involved because I got to eat it off the nipple of a lovely woman. Oh. So it worked out really, really well. Happy birthday. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was, it was really, really fantastic. But we've gone off topic again. <laughs> yes, yeah. again. Well, I... So okay. yes, I want where Washington we, State is very oh, liberal. That, want, <laughs> that's where we came from. With Wait, this. I wanted credit for bringing it back to your podcast. I was trying uh, to keep us on topic. Oh, 
I did my best. You did okay. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I, I aim to do pretty Honestly, good. don't even try. <laughs> okay, the time. Okay, it's just going to become its own thing. I'm done trying. Um, so when did you move to Washington? Um, I moved right after college. So like... 2008. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Now everybody's going to work out ago. how old is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm 26. <laughs> no, I'm... Plus eight. Pl- I'm 33. <laughs> uh, that's so my I, real age. Um, so, yeah, I've been here for a while. I didn't mm-hmm. plan on staying in Seattle for this long, but I came here. You liked it? Like, yeah, I was like, I guess I'm staying here. So, yeah. yeah. Was it... Was... Like, what we talked about with uh, with Washington being... Um, majority blue yeah. state was that part of the reasoning to come here was uh, it? yeah i absolutely wanted to get out of texas mm-hmm. well Unders- understandable yeah for for a lot of reasons including the weather mm. oh like my god freaking and- houston killed me yeah it actually killed me because it was like 105 degrees and like 80 percent humidity it is and like, i'm not i'm not a small guy i've actually lost weight since i've been in the states don't ask me how i've managed that <laughs> but I, I got here and i was 258 I'm now 244. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, the Houston humidity is like, but, might as well be in a sweat yeah. box. To so just I was like, a big guy, weight-wise, relatively, and I was just going through Houston, and I'd literally take, like, two steps, and I'd just yeah, yeah. Oh, drenched yeah. in yeah. sweat, and it's the most disgusting feeling. And there's nothing worse than trying to hit on somebody while you're just sitting there in buckets of sweat. <laughs> and it's just- the worst was in, even in, I mean, Houston was worse, but in Austin, um, I would... At the end of my uh, college, I was doing interviews for full-time jobs mm-hmm. and have to go places in a suit. In a suit, yeah. And I would be walking, like, it'd be in the middle of summer, walking somewhere in a suit onto campus and have to, like, it was disgusting. I, I do have to say, for the rest of the world that's not America, 115 is about 40 degrees Celsius. Yeah. 40 degrees for normal people. Oh, okay. <laughs> your <laughs> system, none of your systems make Didn't, sense. <laughs> it, it doesn't yeah. make sense to us either, so it's fine. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why got, not, what, 1,000 meters A kilometer Simple How many f- yards Are in a freaking mile I've got no idea 1,300 and Something so, There's my point exactly It's, it's 5,280 <laughs> feet What's 5,280 over 3 See None of this makes sense <laughs> It's stupid it's, it's None like, of it makes sense It's like what you call football do you know what I call what you guys call football? Do you know what I call it? We don't use our feet for football. I know American football. I know. Do you know what I call it? What? Hand egg. Yeah. It's- <laughs> use your hands with an egg. Yeah. Uh, it 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 doesn't make sense to us either, and we recognize that the metric system is makes far more sense. <laughs> I mean, but we're too stubborn in America to ever think about trying to change thank god our scientists are like they fucking got on board because the metric system's way better for science yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the, the only thing that new zealand uses that doesn't use the metric system for is weed 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 oh literally oh. like we'll buy an ounce or we'll buy half an ounce okay. or whatever okay but no that's that's weird the only that that... thing why weed huh so I'm woefully ignorant about New Zealand's history, mm-hmm. and there's there's clearly most a- people in America. Are, most people don't believe we're a country. Oh, well. <laughs> oh! I at least know that I have a I have a Texas education, but I at least know part. <laughs> I flew through Auckland once, so I'm an expert. Okay, no, yep. Auckland is not New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Auckland's a whole different thing. We don't ask anybody who's not from Auckland. It's not part of New Zealand. Okay. <laughs> if, you ask pe- if you ask people from Auckland, it's all of New Zealand. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's the. Uh, Former British colony, I assume. Yep. Yeah. Uh, still part of the Commonwealth. Okay. Like like Canada is. Yeah. Um. Still 
technically ruled by the Queen. Yeah. But we have our own government. Just like Boris like Johnson's that. parliament. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <so>. Trump 2.0. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Have you actually listened to that man talk about anything? He's no, a, I've just seen him on the zip. Line. Wait, b- Boris a, Johnson or Trump? Boris Johnson. Oh, no. He is a bumbling idiot. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, watching him talk is... You, yeah. Even British people need subtitles to understand. <laughs> Genuinely, not a clue. So what? The, the reason I ask is because I noticed in Australia mm-hmm. when I visited, my ex-wife and I went for most of the month of December one year, and mm-hmm. there were all of these very British things mm-hmm. like that that were retained yeah r- right and it just it made me wonder if that's true for new zealand also right yeah like, absolutely uh, um so dunedin which is the second biggest city on the south island okay. is literally a if you get edinburgh in scotland yeah. and make it slightly smaller you get dunedin okay it's literally the, the buildings are modeled on the same thing the whole layout's modeled the same as edinburgh um even where i'm from is christchurch so yeah uh, it's all based on the the Christian faith that had been brought over by then. Even uh, a lot of our buildings, well, not in Christchurch anymore because we had an earthquake a couple of years ago and it's all... Um, but yeah, it's very, very still a lot of things that are that are relatively similar. Do you measure weight in stone? No. That doesn't make any sense to no. you then? No, I don't get that either. Americans are stymied by that. No. And, um, but I, I think I heard some Aussies say stone when they were... But I don't know. Aussies do sometimes. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit of that growing up. I never understood it. I think it's more the older generation that do that because they've still got that British influence, sure. I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, I've never used anything but kilograms. And Do you celebrate Boxing Day? Yes. We do not. What? We don't celebrate Boxing Day. I celebrate watching <laughs> UFC. It's the most homoerotic sport I've ever seen. I, I went and watched that live in New York in 2017 in Madison Square Garden yeah Madison Square Garden great was it very sexual it was it was magnificent (laughs) it was magnificent it just reminds me I don't know if you've ever heard of Ultimate Submission no which is like a a porn site where they wrestle and I use that in air quotes oh and the winner then fucks the loser yeah I have it's really 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 nice I have seen so either that or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so there's there's the straight the lesbian version and there's the gay version. Mm. And it's lesbian right. ultimate submission. Yeah. I have to watch this now just for science reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch it to jerk off. <laughs> I don't. Minus the other reason. I, I mean, but I can't picture myself in that because I'd just be like, oh, no, I lost. Oh. That, 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 that's kind of what happens in it anyway. I, oh, okay. I mean, I, I feel like I'd have to like fake putting up a fight. Just yeah, to- that, that, I don't think that much of the fighting mm. is is not scripted. Mm. That makes sense. I think it's all, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And this is, because I mean, it all has to be consensual still at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah. So they have to organize everything beforehand yeah. and it all someone's got to clean there. out. Kyle, was it you that was saying though that you like a good bruising? Like, yeah. you, like the next day when you feel a bruise happening, that's you're like, the yeah. best when you like <laughs> you find that you have like either bruises or bite marks or what have you left over. I mean, not visible like above your like in your face or neck or whatever, but like in the rest of your body. So it's like your own. Oh, I'm secret. damn good at giving bruises. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of implements back home that can do that. Implements? Yeah. I don't usually use implements no, you can for use bruising. Impl- I mean, I'm can. sure. I'm, oh no, I'm sure you can. I usually don't. Usually, it's one of one of my big ones. Actually, is pressure points. I like using pressure points, and you can get bruises on pressure points quite easily. There's a really good one in your bicep that you can push down on and it bruises really nicely and it comes up with just a nice big purple spot in there. 
I'm big on anatomy purely so I can inflict pain on people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just part, part of... It's like a part sexual of scientist. Yeah. You, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just one of those things where if you can find... And things like that, I'm very big on um, dominance in public, for example. Oh, okay. So doing things, but things that not that most people wouldn't realize are happening. So that's one of those things. There's a great one in your wrist, so it looks like you're holding hands, but you're actually pushing down on a power p- and a pressure point in the wrist, oh. or you know, a hand around the back of the neck, or something like that. Just little things that look innocent, look completely innocent, but between the two people that it's happening with, it's a whole different, whole different thing. And that for me is quite delicious. <laughs> I once blew someone in the alley of a. <laughs> in in Europe, does that count? Yes, it's a really subtle sign <laughs> that I was into them. <laughs> you couldn't really tell unless you looked really hard, <laughs> and I bet they were so. <laughs> we both enjoyed it. <laughs> I was going to say it worked. <laughs> that's, that's a way of saying they came, but that felt weird. So, anyway. Oh yeah, I moved to Seattle. Yep. What? <laughs> no, I don't was know. there was there an actual coming out point for you? Was that after you moved, or was that in? Uh, that was that? in Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was. Um, it's funny we talk about this of like you know there is kind of the initial what everyone thinks of yeah. and describes as the coming out. Like so, I came out to my close friends mm-hmm. first, and then had to do the whole parent thing mm-hmm. um, and all that. But then, um, but coming out is. A t- continuous process you know yeah. we have to like you know every time you meet someone new you have to decide are you going to tell them or not are you going to tell them does yeah. it make sense and and i am an overthinker so i have to be like would i have said this normally and mm. or or am i trying like i often find myself holding back on saying something like i don't have one now but like you know oh my boyfriend and i something like mm-hmm. you know sometimes i'll like hold back on that my, oh, my so partner and i I, you play play I the pronoun game. I don't like... Okay, well, partner feels too... I have lots of rules around right. relationships. Partner feels very serious to me. <laughs> and I'm not always ready for that. Understandable. But, but yeah, but yeah, so it, it is... You know, I kind of had that big coming out moment mm. that everyone thinks of around, around 20. And then, I mean, it just always Just happens. sort of went from there. Yeah. Was there any backlash at that point? Um, Did you get much backlash? Yeah, all? well, all my friends, totally fine. There's one friend who I, like, dated in female dated mm-hmm. in high school so she had a hard time with it because she was like what did that actually mean right then right right if, yeah if now you're gay um and uh, but otherwise uh, my parents had the hardest time with it um Not they, they uh, it's weird because uh, everyone assumes that it's religion that causes mm-hmm. like most of those issues which and i it does my parents did not raise me religious at all mm-hmm. so religion wasn't the issue with them they just didn't understand it thought it was gross and you know didn't have the word i mean didn't want to say that of course yeah, but yeah. um and so there's a point when i first came out where we they just came to the decision of well we are going to drift apart and eventually mm-hmm. we won't be in each other's lives mm-hmm. that was basically what it came down to that yeah they didn't have any other they didn't know how else to deal they didn't with have it. any other coping mechanism exactly for, for, for that sort of news um because they were like we don't want to hear about you being gay mm-hmm. so that means we'll hear less and less about your life until we mm-hmm. just don't talk anymore and luckily that didn't end up happening well that's um, good so yeah yeah I'd, that's really good yeah they, they they got to a place where when i had my first i did avoid talking about it for a long mm-hmm. time and when i got my first serious boyfriend i said that to my mom like very nervously on the phone of like 
I I talked about him and she mm-hmm. had come a lot further than I expected. That's and cool. That's really was interested cool. and asked questions and I was like, oh wow, like mm-hmm. this is very that that changed everything yeah. from then on. That that that's really nice to hear because you do hear some horror stories about about young men, men especially, but it does happen with women when they come out as gay as well. That their parents just literally just throw them out on the street yeah. and that's it, and you just sort of sit there and you. <laughs> yeah, you sort of count yourself like, I guess, um, being able to continue that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, so I'm, I do feel fortunate that my parents ha- always had the baseline of they love me and mm. yeah, d- kept. They paid for my college, which they kept doing, and but yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah, um, but homeless, uh, homeless people are over, especially homeless youth are overwhelmingly LGBT, mm-hmm. yep. so it's still an issue and. You know, it's one of those things that, like, you say your love is unconditional, but you have to prove it. Like, and, yeah. and a lot of people's love is actually conditional. Yeah, and it's absolutely. conditional on you not being gay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I never had a coming out moment for for being bi. I just, it was, <laughs> I guess it was all just an online thing. I just shared what I liked on Facebook and stuff, and people clued on. They just kind of figured it out that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was it. And I, I didn't actually say hey, I'm bi or I'm pan or I'll sleep with anything. Yeah, yeah. It just sort of... On me sexual. It just sort of happened that way. And yeah. um, I have never met my father, so that wasn't an issue. Mm. My mum's absolutely fine with everything. I mean, she doesn't live in New Zealand anymore. She's in China, so it doesn't really matter doesn't anyway. Um, we still talk and it's, and it's cool. Um, but... I, I feel very, very lucky that I was able to do that. And I'm also very lucky that New Zealand in general is quite uh, a forward-thinking country mm-hmm. in, in general. Um, even just last year, we put through a put through a law that uh, victims of domestic violence can get 90 days um, paid leave from work oh, wow. while wow. they recover. We barely give pregnant women exactly. <laughs> that much time in, exactly. in our country. So. Exactly. So, yeah. like things like that, and it, awesome. it's not directly linked to like LGBT or anything like that, but it shows that we care about our people just a little bit more. And yeah, it's I like mean, treating people like yeah. humans, and and what we, do they need? We've had the first prime minister to give birth, or first um, leader of a country to give birth while in office. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, Shit. I mean, your your prime minister also, at least here, got a bunch of press for the way that she handled the gun control yep. crisis recently. Yep. Um, I'm I'm curious as as an insider what your mm-hmm. view of her is because we have a very f- filtered like, view here. It, New Zealand's actually kind of quite similar, and there, there's a big dichotomy. There's people who like her, and there's people that don't like. Her. I think she's fantastic. I think she's trying her hardest to try and recover from our previous government mm-hmm. and trying to help the people. Um, from what our previous government has done, um, there's like we. I was reading actually just today that um, we're putting money towards kids' lunches in schools cool. um, that can't eat, and it's uh, a friend of mine who was um, actually nominated for for a New Zealand of the Year award. Used to have mm-hmm. uh, used to have a thing where you buy one lunch and he would give two lunches to pe- to kids in schools who couldn't eat. Um, so that that's something that I'm really really proud of at the moment is that we're trying to help our people yeah. more than anything else. It's not so much about stuffing money into big corporations, which it which it has been. Um, our previous prime minister before this was John Key, and I can't stand this man. He's <laughs> made his money on Wall Street, oh, well, okay. which is not really a good start. <laughs> um, and he just did a whole he sold off a whole bunch of state assets when he was in power, and we're still trying to recover from that mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. And then he became um, 
one of the chairmen on ANZ Bank. Okay. So he's a banker as well, just to top it all off. And he's gotten into a whole bunch of trouble again recently for, for stuff that he's done in charge of that. Hmm. Um, so I think she's been given a really, really difficult job, Jacinda, and I think she's doing her best to try and recover from everything. So I'm, I couldn't be happier with her, really. Um, the whole gun reform thing was such an amazing turnaround. Yeah. Um, so there, if anybody doesn't know, we, um, how long ago? Two months, maybe yeah. a little bit more than that ago, we had a, a mass shooting in, in Christchurch, a right-wing racist, Nazi nut job, um, shot up a couple of mosques, uh, killed 51 people. And um, basically, it took us a week um, to ch- to completely change our gun laws, completely change them, and we're currently going through a buyback scheme. Yeah. So so that people aren't losing money on the guns that they've purchased legally before the before the law change, and we're actually buying them back so that our military and whatnot can use. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I think, you know, you, d- you don't have to do that. Right. The government doesn't have to sit there and go, "We're going to buy these back." They're illegal now. You have to get rid of them yourselves. Yeah. They've actually, again, tried to help out people by going. And it's it's usually the farmers and things like that who need them for pests and and whatnot. And it's the, yeah, I just think that that's really, really cool. And she's done an awesome job on that. Yeah, yeah. I was changing my medication. So mm-hmm. that's part of the context of this. But when I, like, was reading about her response to the shooting, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, sobbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I I thought it was just so touching, and yeah. then later I cried about the recycling. But like, <laughs> so I was in a bit of an odd state. But yeah, it's just like so beautiful to yeah. see, uh, uh, extremely horrible situation, but so beautiful to see the response to that of yeah. like, let's fix shit, let's be mm-hmm. compassionate, yep. let's care about people, let's worry about others' lives. Like, yep. I don't know why that's such a hard thing for us to do no. here because in the, America. The, the fundamental flaw of American culture is doesn't it bother me fuck you yeah right mm. this, the rugged individualism that is the american cowboy horse shit of don't tell me what to do yeah don't tread on me whatever yeah it's it's antisocial is what it is mm. and um it really sucks because and even in addition to that there was over a hundred million dollars that were raised for the victims as well yeah over a hundred million dollars that were raised for the victims of that um and so to to look at the other side of the people who, who don't like her, um, she's recently, over the last couple of days, gone to a conference for um, young Islamic women to become leaders mm-hmm. and sort of pay the way for politics. And she wore a hijab, but she didn't cover her entire hair, which is actually okay. Mm. Uh, a lot of people who are a little bit ignorant thought that that wasn't okay and she's being disrespectful and that she could get killed in Iran for that. Mm. Mm. And you just sit there and go... and. And it was the fact that she wanted to bring through young women, young Muslim women in as they, which is empowering women, great thing. Yeah. Disgusting for some people, and I, I, it just it didn't doesn't compute in my brain how bring through. Why does it matter what their religion is? Or I'm not a fan of religion. I genuinely yeah. dislike it, but I don't dislike a person because of their religion. I don't think they should be treated any differently because they have religion. Sure. Um, and th- all I saw from this was she's trying to bring young women into politics. Yeah. A great thing. Yeah. Great, great thing. But there's a lot of people who can't handle that. It's interesting because the, the people that would jump in her shit for not covering her hair all the way up mm-hmm. are probably the same people that hate Islam to begin with. Yeah. Which is it's interesting that they're like, yeah. how, how dare you violate the norms of this religion I hate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, one of those things. Um, 
Sure. Yeah. Again. <laughs> um, so we've gone through car story. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Guess I, whose turn that makes it now. Great. Yeah, mine is the boring one, so let's get into the interesting stuff. Let's get juicy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, where do you want to start? At the start? At the start? <laughs> in well, the butt. I was born oh. in 1978 oh, on a winter's off. day. <laughs> do you want me to do this? <laughs> hey, hey, it's me, hey, it's me, Mike. Let me tell you about everything that I've done. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Mike came out literally 10 years after me. Yeah. Like in, in age. age. I came out at so, 30. Yeah, so I, it's... Mm-hmm. So I've been married twice, once to a woman, once to a man. Neither one mm-hmm. worked out. Don't know what I'm going to do next um, as far as what I'm going to marry. Kyle has like a hundred <laughs> different phases to his like relationship status. Mine seems to go meet, coffee, I love you, marriage. Like <laughs> it's very fast. <laughs> right. And um, any, anyway. Mine uh, is like I meet you, we go on a date, then we're dating then we're no 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 we're hanging out then we're dating then we're we can like be in a relationship mm-hmm. it's, it's just like a, a multi so I'm, I'm more on that side as well like like someone um i'm texting with someone and he called me babe and i was like whoa <laughs> you don't owe me like mm-hmm. it was, any 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 future any future suitors for Kyle that are interested in Kyle do not send heart emojis too early <laughs> That's disqualifying. We're, we've been on one date. There's n- this. There's no room for hearts. Heart means love, and I don't love you. Like anyway. See the emoji thing. I can understand. Pet names. I will use straight away. Because Str- well, I use pet names for my friends. Okay. Like the the travel pet, the my travel buddy who I'm be- gets babe, darling, anything like that. It's just it's just how I am. But the heart emoji thing, I'm 100% with you on that. That will <laughs> freak much. the shit out of me. Too much. Sorry, Mike. This is about you. No, yes. Your troubled history of relationships. I grew up in conservative eastern Washington in a Catholic family. and uh, Great stuff. My dad was a cop. Yep. I'm the oldest of three boys. And I knew that I was gay from my teenage years and mm-hmm. desperately wanted not to be. Did everything right. in my power to control uh, it. As you kind of would in a red area. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be the odd one out and get teased and ridiculed and beaten up especially yep absolutely and um i i very much wanted to have the white picket fence and kids dream life and Mm -hmm. in my fantasies about that that included being with a woman even though i wasn't particularly interested in them sexually Mm -hmm. uh i got married to a woman who was an absolute cunt and um (laughs) but that's because that's what i wanted from from her deep down inside it's taken a lot of therapy for me to get here but Mm -hmm. i wanted to be treated badly i wanted somebody that would punish me Me for being gay and keep it under control (laughs) for me and she did yeah you're starting to get into my territory (laughs) (laughs) this is in a little bit worse (laughs) not as exciting sexually exciting way no no. (laughs) more emotionally damaging way than i'm uh she she and i got married in 2004 we moved here to seattle and i like to say that seattle made me gay Mm-hmm. Because, unlike other parts of the state, here on the liberal west side of the mountains, I ran into gay couples all mm-hmm. the time. Well-adjusted, happy, contributing members of society. Brilliant. And, and just that, that started to gnaw away at mm-hmm. that doubt that that was a good life for me. Yeah. Right? And so... Huh, maybe it wouldn't suck to be gay. Maybe having a boyfriend would be okay because there were all of these examples mm-hmm. that I got to experience yeah. in, in at work or friends or whatever. And uh, it, it eventually, um, she cheated on me with a dude from her work, so I cheated on her with a dude from my work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I came out, 
and I was 29 when that happened. Um, and then that ultimately led to our divorce, although it took, it took quite a while because she thought she was going to fix me. Um, mm-hmm. But then... Um, Who is she, Coldplay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Coldplay. <laughs> I was actually still married to her when I met my now ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were together for eight years. We've been apart for two. I'm 40 now and been single for two years. The divorce has been final for a year and a half mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, that's me. That's... I don't know. Did I cover all the things? I feel like I talked a lot. Yeah. Did I meander? Are you are you ready to fuck? You ready to get back on that dildo? I don't. What are you? Where are you at right now? I have a weird relationship with sex. We talk about this on our show a mm-hmm. lot. For me, um, it is. I have a really difficult time having it be a casual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can this, understand that. This is something where, where Mike doesn't fit the stereotype, and I think often doesn't like then when even with all our gay friends where everyone's like, Oh, I fucked that guy. I fucked that guy. Like, I feel like Mike always feels a little bit like that means he's not right as a gay person. Right, That's right. part of yeah. the reason for discussing those stereotypes is it's okay to be different about sex 100%. and not fit that gay. Well, it, it, it's almost like a, a demisexual sort of situation. You sleep with people that you're more attracted to in, uh, well, only people that you're attracted to in a romantic sort of way, I guess. Yeah. Is that a way? Well, so it's interesting. Kyle, very recently, <laughs> any, anybody who listens to our show that ends up hearing this, you're going to get a sneak preview because we're for sure going to do a whole episode about this. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just going to have to. You shouldn't, Kyle, la- you shouldn't label other people. You should let them self-identify, except if you're me and Mike, because I have labeled <laughs> Mike as demisexual, even though he does not identify with that. But, but what we haven't really talked about too much is I, I don't think I'm demisexual because the stuff that I've read about demisexuals is mostly that the 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 sexual desire doesn't happen until there is connection Mm -hmm. i don't feel that i will go to a bar and be like yeah that's hot i want to fuck that yeah he's hot i want to fuck that 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 is a that that happens for me there is there is libido there's sexual desire there before i even fucking know the person yeah so that that is a little bit different to what i would consider demisexual but i i guess there's not really a for lack of a better term, label that would suit that, though. Right. So no, I, makes, I agree. It makes it quite difficult. I agree. What, what I'm coming to terms with is it, I have a I have a trauma response to sex, mm-hmm. and I have no sexual trauma in my history, that, at least none that I'm aware of. Right. But it, it, I very quickly, I, I like, if conditions aren't what? what? You, I mean, you've talked about the first time you ever, you've talked about, like, sexual trauma that you've had. Not, like... You know, you talk about in therapy, big T and little T trauma. Like right. you've had little T trauma, like the first time you hooked up with someone and you've had a bad experience with a hookup at an airport that you, that we yeah. talked about. Like you have had traumatic sexual experiences. That's true. That's true. You're, you're, you're not wrong about that. The best I can get from Mike is <laughs> you're not wrong. That's the best I can expect. And I'm okay with that. And, and I say that a lot too. <laughs> for, for, for reasons I don't quite have triangulated yet. Mm-hmm the wheels will fall off the bus very quickly for me in a sexual right. encounter. And then I am not having fun. 
I dissociate. I have a hard time staying in it. I have a hard time staying hard. Staying in it, literally. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just, it's it's everything I can do just to get through it because I start to panic and it's not fun. And Mm -hmm. the not funness of that makes me avoid sex even though I very much want it or think I do. Well, that makes sense. If you know that you're not going to, there's a high likelihood that you're not going to have fun doing it, then you're probably not going to do it. Right. (laughs) And it's as simple as that, really, at the end of the day. Um, But it's... It's interesting that you um, notice that these things happen while you're in the action of of having sex. I've had similar things myself, yeah. Um, where it's, it's something just shuts off, and you're just like, "Nope, I, nope." <laughs> like, and I've, I've literally stopped it at that point and said, "I can't do this. There's, there is no point in me continuing with this." Yeah. I was I was curious, like, have you ever, when that's happened, said that to the person, like, "Oh, okay, this is the end of it. Sorry." Dunsky's I mean you probably don't have to apologize but it's like all right that's the end of this um or do you just I like, mean I would, apo- I, would, the- I would probably apologize oh, okay I've, I've apologized before hmm. for it because it, it sorry to interrupt with that because your show <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <but> yeah. <laughs> um so I it's the the difficult part for that for me is trying to convince the person that I'm with that it wasn't it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with them mm-hmm. yeah that is the most difficult part of that situation because mm-hmm. as humans that's what we do is we go something's happened what have i done yeah 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 it's not what has happened or why has this happened it's what have i done yeah. to make this happen and we have hollywood to thank for fucking up the phrase it's not you it's me yeah. like that immediately sounds untrue because of all of these memes mm-hmm. or whatever but like sometimes it's true yeah. like it should absolutely. be okay to say it <laughs> absolutely uh, and and it's difficult to try and explain because you don't know what it is. Yeah. Like you said, you you sit there and you can't see any big trauma or anything like that in there. So you can't sit there and go, this is why this has happened. Right. And you sit there and go, it's not your fault, but I can't explain why it's not. Yeah. I can't explain why, oh, I can explain why it's not, but I can't explain why it happened. Yeah. Which makes it really, really difficult. Yep. Yep. It really does. And it's awkward. And super, super awkward. Yeah, you're yeah. there putting your clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I I don't think I've ever like completely shut it down, but mm-hmm. I have said, look, it, this isn't working for me, mm-hmm. but I would like to do whatever we can to mm-hmm. to get to get you off because like that's out of like feeling Gen- bad. Generally, right? <laughs> I've I've, d- I've done that more often than not as well. Because um, I I get off more than anything of with my partner getting off. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm one of the hottest things for me mm-hmm. so i more than penetration i'll use my fingers in my mouth more than penetration any day of the week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the penetration part that fucks me up yeah so so often but a lot of the time it doesn't matter because they're still getting off if women usually more than once i'm gonna toot my own horn there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um good for you and them yeah and guys as well just at least they get uh, that. My thought is at least they're getting something out of it. Yeah, it might not be the complete work that they wanted, but at least they're still not leaving um, unsatisfied. The other part of that that I always introduce is that you don't have to orgasm to enjoy sex. That's right. Because yeah. I can enjoy everything that happened up to that point, every single minute of that. But once it hits that point, then I'm done. I said it was really, really awesome, but I just couldn't go further. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna try not to cry. This is uh, this is one thing that Trevor, my ex husband, was really really good at. Right. That's one thing that I'm worried that I'll never find again mm-hmm. is somebody that super understands that mm-hmm. and is okay with that. Yeah, it's and, not it's not easy. Uh, 
Yeah. Not easy to find that at all. And it, it takes it takes a serious amount of emotional maturity on both parts to to get to that point. Yeah. And just accept that okay, that happened. Might happen next time, it might not. Let's yep. just see. Let's just see what happens. Or and I've never come across this, how can I help you get past this? Mm-hmm. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, fucking marry me now. (laughs) 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 Like, you know what I mean? Because they're not just sitting there going, it's okay, it happened. They're sitting there and they're going, I want to help you through and help figure this thing out. And you sit there at that point and you just go, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I feel like part part of the understanding and not being mad and and just kind of going with it mm-hmm. that to me is part of the solution because at yeah. least for me anxiety is a, always a big part yep. of like yep. if i can't get hard anymore or, or something's like not working a lot of it has to do with anxiety so if mm. i know there's no pressure and that person is like hey if that if that stops happening or doesn't happen that's cool we're gonna keep doing other fun shit yeah. and that's great like that actually helps me get through it a lot more yep. having I, that pressure. I actually have, I have a bit of a, if I know that I'm going to take somebody home at some point, I, I tend to tell them that it's very difficult to get me to come for me to ejaculate. And that just gives them a warning that it's not going to be their fault mm-hmm. if, if I don't. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else does that, but for me it makes it a lot less stress on me a lot less stress on them because they don't feel like they have to sit there and jerk me off for fucking <laughs> 45 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it just, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. I guess so, from that point. I'm not sure what it's like for straight people and, and part of the Neither. problem. <laughs> but part, part of the problem for me with gay people, like talking to other gay men is it seems like hard enough just to get people to commit and come over mm-hmm. m- much less with the caveat that oh and i might not come right mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. It, it seems like that's just oh no like I, a- I make sure they come <laughs> about that. it's just me that might not um yeah i understand where you're coming from with that um i don't know i just put it down to my natural charm i guess <laughs> I, I, I can talk pretty well mm. which is is a big big bonus mm. i guess um but yeah I don't know. I I'm very choosy with my people mm. anyway. Um so if I if I choose somebody I sound like the biggest egotist. It's like <laughs> mm, you. <laughs> but no, if I find somebody that I like and and get to know them and things like that, then even even actually just even one night stands is just one of those things where I have to be comfortable with that person and 100% comfortable. And there has to be that flowing conversation that has to be that je ne sais quoi sort of part of it. Um, and once you've got to that point where you both know it's going to happen, because you do, there's a point where both parties sit there and go, this is happening now. That's when I bring it out. And if they turn it down from that point, then that's up to them. It's not up to me to sit there and go, no, you, we, we both want this. You have to come around now. No, it's... But how do you know you have self-worth if they turn you down? <laughs> I'm kidding. Hashtag gay love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. I don't have to be totally comfortable with someone to like hook up. And sometimes like when you're doing like a hookup. And no, they, it depends like, how long it's been, actually. That's, <laughs> if it's been a while, then. then the, um, it's like sometimes it's like you're they're like talking to you and like, what do you do for work? And you're like, 
do you really want to do this or can we just fuck? Like, do we have to pretend like we want to get to know each other or like... I hate small talk. <laughs> I hate... How's your day? You know, weather's nice. But like, that doesn't tell me anything about you. Mm. Yeah. It's not me telling you anything about me. Yeah. What somebody does for a job has very, more often than not very, very little with who they are as a person and what excites them and what gets their motors running and that, and that sort of thing. So... One of my favorite questions to ask somebody who I'm getting to know, um, not at a bar or anything, this is just like potential dating situation sort of thing, is if I had to know one thing about you, what would it be? If I had to know one thing about you, what would it be? And that gets right inside who they are as a person and starts pulling all of this stuff out and that's when you truly get to, to know a person from that point. That's my little my little tidbit, one of my favorite things to do. Man, that... And the other part of that is they know what's happening at that point as well. They know that I actually want to get to know them, not just want to be somebody that's, you know, uh, a plate of rice next to a big steak <laughs> or whatever. Man, if someone asked me that, I would be like, I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I going to say <laughs> yeah. that. See, no, this, this is not in a bar situation. I have to be clear on that. It's not yeah. somebody that I've, you know, I've just met you today. I wouldn't yeah. ask you that. Oh, okay. That sort of thing. This is somebody it's that I've been talking a little bit with. Okay. Um, or been introduced to by a friend or something like that. And you, you sort of go through your periods of, um, you know, who they are, the general sort of chit chat stuff. But I, I tend to stay clear as much. As, like Questions like, what are you passionate about and stuff like that, I think are, are decent questions because it's still light and fluffy, and but you can still get to know and find that point of um, not contention, the opposite of contention. You know, that point where both of you have a subject that you're both passionate about and then you can just talk about that for, for ages and ages and ages. And that's when you really get to go through with somebody, in my opinion anyway. Yeah. I have a friend that we've gone deep. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I like it. Um my I have a friend who loves first dates and I don't get it. Oh and he God. sounds a lot like you have like he has these questions that helps him like really like get past the mm-hmm. you know, the where awkwardness. are you from the, and, and the awkwardness and like really understand and get into some interesting conversations. And I'm the opposite. I like I need like I need time to like work up and get to know someone mm-hmm. before I like get really into that. So like on the first date, I'm not ready for you to understand the true inside and out of me. You also want to be cracked open like a mystery egg, like like part of like creating a situation. You in don't which- know me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the idea that you could very quickly be just opened up with a question is is antithetical to who you are. Yeah, like mm. that's that's just not how you're wired. I I'm like the 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 pretty shy girl at the, at the like school <laughs> dance that no one be. that then someone's gonna find me and see me and <laughs> open me up and yeah <laughs> well like every is like the 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 ugly duckling in every teen movie ever exactly yeah. exactly yeah but someday you're gonna I take like, take, take my, off your glasses off and let your hair down and, and discover my painting <laughs> you know are we talking about not another teen movie <laughs> I think so yes yes I'm I actually just film. describing that yeah a lot such a funny film. <laughs> I, I watched it with the um, with the um, uh, the the director's notes, mm. and they just pop up in the screen. They don't talk over it or oh, anything, which, cool. is, which is great because you can actually still follow what the fuck's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, and it was saying like all the other 
ugly chicks that turn hot, all of the other mean girls, all of the other uh, uh, sexually frustrated, um, you know, teenage boys and, and that sort of thing. And it's fucking hilarious. I love that. <laughs> Gives you all of the direct references yeah. from what they're going from. And, yeah. And that that actually made that film even funnier for me because I was sitting there going, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it's been so overdone to shit now. Yeah. Like there's been, what, 18 scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> there's been like epic movie. There's been so much of it. And you're just like... Yeah. And I'm actually annoyed in general at the way that movies go because they're just remaking and doing sequels and stuff now. No one has anything original. I know. It, yeah, it's like... And at the same time, when a lot of people are frustrated by that and then also do the same they're like oh but ghostbusters is back you know and like so <laughs> I, I will admit i did go and see lion king oh, okay did you? yeah i mean i that's... did go and see lion king i can like lion king is my 100 percent gem i will sing my ass off through <laughs> the entire goddamn thing <laughs> and that's what they're kind of like they know <laughs> it's, it's it's in my road trip playlist the whole soundtrack Oh, do you want to give us like a full number right nope. now? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did karaoke earlier, so that was country music music. with a nice low register. That's true. It was fine. That's true. Um, that my, my voice has been stuffed the whole time I've been in the US. I cannot hit high notes for the sh- shit of me at the moment. <laughs> it sucks so bad. Uh, I had two cassette tapes growing up, um, and one of them was Lion King, and mm-hmm. the other was Mariah Carey. Who knew I was gay? (laughs) 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 It was the good album. What like with fantasy and good album? One sweet day. Mariah Carey. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey. (laughs) I may have said that just to get a rise. I it worked. It worked. (laughs) I the the one with uh, who I don't know. Do you do neither? You know what the name of the album? I think it's called One Sweet Day. Would not have a clue. If if the category is name a Mariah Carey album, <laughs> I'm fucking out. Like yeah, I, zero. Hundred percent. Does she have a self titled one? Probably. Let's go with that. No, it's not. It's I. I think it was one sweet day. Anyway, it was my, the my, good. It mine was, was the good Backstreet one. Boys. <gasps> Backstreet's back. I love that 100%. album. My uh, great album. My growing up, my parents. I wanted a guitar. They gave me a guitar, mm-hmm. and my dad told me that my mom, or they were at the guitar. St- like music shop mm. getting the guitar and the guy was like okay like let's get you some books so we can like start learning some music and um you know what kind of music does he like and my mom said backstreet boys and my dad wasn't like i can tell he was embarrassed he didn't say he was embarrassed but i could tell he yeah. was embarrassed by that so he came in and tried to say other things like blink 182 <laughs> to try to correct that it was weird that i like you say blink 182 i'm seeing them tomorrow night really yeah yeah seeing them tomorrow night. oh no way that's but i'm so confused that they're playing with Lil wayne it's just they're really Lil wayne yeah huh blink 182 and Lil wayne is the concert what's the venue uh i should you probably know, know that actually. Yeah. 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 i mean but, you're gonna go there <laughs> okay I only find out we'll get you where I'm going. The, the, the well, I've, going I've got it in my phone somewhere. So, yeah. so the album is Daydream. Daydream. Okay. And Fantasy was on it. Great song. One Sweet Day is on it. Great song. Always Be My Baby. Great song. That's a good album. Yeah. I would listen yeah. to that. That's what I said. You should believe me the first time. Okay. I wouldn't listen to it. Mariah's <laughs> <laughs> um, just never been my thing. Just... She got a little crazy, which oh, is fine. Right. Didn't, didn't most pop stars? At I mean, some that's point? kind of part of the the, the step. There's the, the kind of a decent line of them that have yeah. have done so. Yeah, but Lin- Lindsay Lohan's back. Is she? Uh, Hilary Duff. Duff is back. Yeah. You know, we're just having a resurgence. She's of, doing a whole new Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, thing. 
I don't think Hillary Depp ever went crazy though. I don't think she, she had just her sort like of breakdown. Yeah, she just. Oh no, I think she did. Oh, she did. I oh, think I she just, did. It wasn't. I think it was a drugs thing. Oh, from memory, that makes sense. It's either <laughs> drugs or dehydration. <laughs> Those are the two <laughs> options you have. <laughs> <laughs> or just you know cut your hair off for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Brittany. Christina Aguilera had a slutty phase with the whole dirty thing. Dirt, yep, yep. Still one of the hottest video clips I've ever seen in my that, life. In the boxing ring. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. What was that Shakira video when she was like wrestling in oil? Oh. Hipstone? No, that no was, it wasn't that was Hipstone before, Lie. It was, it was after that. It was, it was like, after no, it was that. Bef- no, I'm certain it was after. Hipstone Lie was her first big one. Yeah. Uh, It was... But I was like, my breasts are small like mountains. <laughs> Small Isn't like that? mountains, small <laughs> and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. That's the, I was almost, I was pretty much there. Isn't that the song? No, you're that, talking no about? that's Hips Don't Lie. It's not that one. Oh, are you talking about um, La Tortura, yeah. where she was like in yeah. the like black She's grease, like air humping with grease all over? her I mean, that's like, that could be any music video. Of hers. <laughs> that's kind of her shtick. Like, I'm gonna get dirty and hump the ground or whatever. It's basically I'm gonna move my hips around. Yeah, yeah. She knows what she's got. Yeah, she gets it. I mean, she's lucky that her breast size is small and humble. <laughs> so you don't confuse them. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Um, so, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make that sound a lot. Yeah. So, 29, a lot of people nowadays would consider that relatively late on uh, in life. I would, yeah. Would Even then, did you think of it at that point? Was it a late time to... So, I don't talk about this that much. And... There's yes. (laughs) I in part left my wife on November seventh, two thousand eight, because I was going to be turning thirty, and I wasn't going to enter my thirties still lying, married, and straight and lying. Yeah. So there was very much a pressure there, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I was I was very aware of my age, yeah, and and wanting to do something about it. Um, and. I guess at that age, did your parents have an inkling around this, or did you were you involved with your parents at all during the, all of this, or anything like that? Or um, so my parents are, were divorced, and my dad remarried. Catholic and divorced. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are certain I, rules were, you were, follow. And were, certain were they allowed to go back into the church? No, my dad's Presbyterian now. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, his his uh, <laughs> got kicked out of one. I'll go to the other. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, they found out that I was gay. The same phone call they found out that i was getting a divorce Mm -hmm. and it was sort of it was it was mixed my dad is a cop Mm -hmm. and uh skews conservative i'm relatively certain he voted for trump and just knows better than to tell me (laughs) um and and he had a hard time with it Mm -hmm. he had a hard time with it at first uh he he forbade me to tell his parents who were still with us at that point Mm -hmm. they they were super catholic till the day they died right um but he was always he he came around. It didn't take that long. Um, mm-hmm. He was always wonderful to my ex husband. Came to the wedding. Was always just kind. And my That's mom's nice. my mom's family is is interesting because uh, they're all you know bar musicians. And I think that there's something about that environment that you mm-hmm. get used to dealing with different kinds of people. Yeah, and, yeah, I imagine so. And you're exposed to a lot more. Mm-hmm. But also her uncle, so my grandmother's brother, was gay, and he and his partner died of AIDS in 1990. 
Um, and and there's so, a stereotype right there, though. The, yeah. the, the gay uncle. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to be a gay uncle now. Um, <laughs> Good. But, but uh, uh, that whole side of my family had a like been there, done that sort of attitude right, about right, right. the whole thing. They'd gotten over their homophobia yeah, that's quite nice. 25 years ago yeah. with 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 this whole other mm-hmm. situation. So um, he sort of blazed that trail for me. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty thankful for that. I don't know had he. Had had I not had a gay great uncle that paved that path, how it would have gone? Mm-hmm. Could have gone a completely different way. Could have, yeah. I, I, but not. it's better it's better not to think about that and just focus on what did happen, yeah. I guess, because it came yeah. out relatively positively. Yeah, and yeah, it, I, it that part was really easy. My brothers are both super chill about it. All of my fraternity brothers were super chill about it, which I did not expect. I was in a fraternity in mm-hmm. college, and 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 all of them were fine. Um, so yeah. Uh, Although I, from the stories you hear, there's some relatively homoerotic things that happen in frats as well. Homoerotic is a good word. Yeah, we we say on the podcast all the time. Our show, we say uh, straight guys are so gay. Straight guys <laughs> are so gay. They're like, wouldn't it be funny if we made out? Like, oh, we're so straight. Like, yeah, it's just, it doesn't. I don't get it. Not to mention the whole football locker room thing, hand egg locker room thing. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me turned on. I don't understand. <laughs> there was a current NFL player that's just come out as, yeah. as bisexual as well, which is really really cool. And there was yeah. a, there was a, it was a whole essay, and there was a picture of him and his boyfriend. Yeah, which it, it, was just it it shows that we have come a decent yeah. a decent way, even from twenty years ago. Yeah, I and thought it was really interesting that he was saying that he he has lots of friends on lots of different teams that mm-hmm. are just in the closet yeah. and. And um, sports is a big area that it's so know, macho. It is, it's and so, so, so behind mm-hmm. compared to. I mean, every everywhere is, is generally progressing, but like sports is just so behind, and it's such a difficult place to come out. That uh-huh. you know, it's it sucks that we're having these like still the first person to come out a, as gay like after retiring, or the first person to do this. Mm. It's yeah. I wonder if that goes in with the with the competitive side of things. You know, the amount of testosterone that's going through a male body, the competitiveness of it. That ha- you have to be a manly man yeah. to be to be a part of it. And I think that speaks to the stereotypes of like mm. being gay. Like, y- you're not expected to be good at sports. That's not; those are not two things that people assume go hand. Tell in me hand. that gymnastics is not a sport. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that shit! That's is the one. Fucking, like, figure skating and gymnastics are the two places. <laughs> gays can really <laughs> thrive but otherwise you're not allowed to be gay mm. um also male gymnasts <laughs> if we can just pause on that for yeah, a second i'm okay with I have that nothing to add but <laughs> what are we talking about adam Ripon crushing your head with his thighs oh my god he has thighs for <laughs> miles or kilometers <laughs> or whatever we're using stone i don't know <laughs> probably weigh a couple of stone age Mm. They would feel so good around my neck. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so I moved from Seattle, from Houston, <laughs> yeah. wherever we were. Yeah, I can't remember where we were now either. I mean, we we have no out queer people in. That's right. Sport. NFL, NHL, MLB, mm-hmm. NBA. Yeah, none of them. It is telling that they ha- they feel like they have to. They can only come out after they have retired or whatever. Yeah. and. Although the, this this dude, I should know his name instead of just saying this dude. But this dude said, I don't um, his name either. you know, he's he's out as by now and wants to get back into the. NFL. Oh, isn't he a free agent? Yeah, mm-hmm. 
It's the only time I've cared if someone was a free agent. <laughs> free agent. Yeah. No, you just use free agent in different terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this is a... <laughs> yeah. You've cared about the words free agent before. That's true. That's true. I'm a free agent. Just just not in regards to sports. Sport. Yep, 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 exactly. <laughs> I think... Um, I think there's a few in football as well, like soccer football, what you would call mm, soccer. Mm. Well, Robbie Turner, Robbie, what's his name? We talked about him once and then I forgot. But yeah, Robbie. <laughs> he plays for one UK? Of the, one of the teams. I don't know. He kicks the ball. Well, so one of the stereotypes is absolutely true. I mm. give zero fucks about oh, sports. Yeah, and same. Like, that's... Uh, true for us. True for yeah, us. True for us. Not for not for everyone. Not for but, everyone. But our our whole our whole message is the only thing that makes you gay is having sex with people of the same gender. Like any anything else is like you're doing it right. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like yeah. don't don't feel excluded just because you're not into something that mm. you quote unquote should be. And 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 straight guys, if you're into RuPaul's Drag Race, more power to you. It doesn't yeah. make you not straight. Fucking yeah. do it. Yeah. But the problem with that is the whole macho thing again. And it's a term that's been thrown around a lot recently is the whole toxic masculinity yeah. thing. And mm-hmm. it is a it is a thing. Yeah. I think it gets thrown around a little too much at times. But it is definitely, definitely a thing. Yeah. When you sit there and you're like, well, why can't a guy go and watch RuPaul's Drag Race or Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Yeah. What's <laughs> and here's something that gets me. What straight guy, you know, wouldn't want fashion tips? Fat girls like fashion. Yep. A lot of them. I won't. I'm generalizing here, but girls like the way that a guy uh, a guy looks. Mm-hmm. If they're aesthetically pleasing, <laughs> they're wearing nice clothes. Yeah. It's straight away. It's an instant draw. Why, as a straight man who wants to wants to get these ladies, why wouldn't you do some research into right. this sort of thing? Yeah. 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 Absolutely, it's yeah. It's silly what we just and it goes. And it also goes back to the competition side of things. Mm-hmm. Is nobody will admit it because even if they do go and do these things, they won't say that they're going to do it because they've got an edge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got to keep it a secret. Too. Yeah. You did say something like it gets overused or it goes too far or something something like that. Talking about toxic masculinity. Yeah. What, one one thing I think that's interesting, at least in this country, the the polarization of things. Mm-hmm. We end up in these liberal blue bubbles yeah. where we're like correcting each other on our pronouns mm-hmm. and like really getting in each other's face about the minutia mm-hmm. of the thing when in Iowa there are like trans people can't go to the bathroom like yeah. it, it it changes the goalposts for yeah. when people start to correct each other or when people make a point of something absolutely because we sort of have the, the privilege and the luxury of <laughs> of having those ideas be in mm-hmm. play here. Yeah. Back home in Yakima County, no. I can't have a conversation about non-binary people. Where? Like Yakima. Oh, no, I went through there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, it, it's just not, it, it's not a, it's not a thing. Like, mm. talking about non-binary people or trans issues or, uh, like, e- even, even, like... Hell, in r- some places, women's issues. But yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. If we go back to Alabama again. <laughs> and, and and then, I, I, hopefully this isn't too far depart, departed from what we're talking about. Like, I, I worry about the Democrats, like, eating each other alive over mm-hmm. which candidate to have because yeah. we can't all unify well, that, around the that's, fact that's that, that, like, what happened last anybody election. but him, right? Yeah. Like, that's what happened last election. Yeah, absolutely. With, with Hillary and Bernie. Yeah. And yeah. Just for a good, I fucking love Bernie. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was the exact same thing last time around. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost actually happened to JFK, which is why he went to Dallas. And we were talking about um, conspiracy theories before mm-hmm. we jumped on the air. 
but he was there to fix a Democrat wall between two Democrats, and it's. I feel as though that's similar to what happened last American election and what could happen again this yeah. time around. And it's fucking terrifying to think that there might be four more years of this orange yeah. fuckwit. Yeah. I, Ugh. I, I'm, I'll probably get kicked out of the country and not allowed back after saying these things. <laughs> but, but like, would you really be missing out on anything? <laughs> I, I, I've enjoyed my time. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, I, 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 I really think... Unfortunately, he's going to get reelected. Like, I think I, so. I, I, I just, I, yeah. There's too many people with IQs below sixty. <laughs> America, I have the right to be dumb. I, I, I passed a sign on the way in, a Trump 2020 sign, sure as I did. was coming in. I'm, I couldn't believe it. I'm sure. Where Actually, no, I think it was coming out of Yellowstone, so I might have still been in Montana. Okay. At that point, I can't remember. I'm Eat. sure in my parents' neighborhood, there's plenty of Trump signs. The the. The days for me at the moment are just yeah, melting yeah, yeah. into oh, each that, other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, e- Eastern Washington is replete with Trump mm-hmm. signs. Every time I drive to my dad's house, I know that there's going to be one. I just, yeah, it's very common. And unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well. We've been on for a while, huh? Uh, an hour and 38 minutes. That's longer than I thought. <laughs> Yeah, have we talked about anything good? Or <laughs> just throw this all away? <laughs> no, the, the, little bit, my editing process, and the people who listen to this know my editing process is nothing. Okay, okay great. <laughs> click, drag, Yeah. put in my intro, put in my outro, put in my music, done. <laughs> so, wow, so what do I want to squeeze in here while I, while I know you're not going to be cutting it? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so it has been 90 minutes, which is, I think, a good amount of time. Yeah. What I'll do now... You guys, <laughs> I can't wait to say this as well. Go on and plug yourselves. Oh, <laughs> I already did. <laughs> uh, so we, where, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, where can we download the podcast? All that sort of thing. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are at gayishpodcast on all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, groups. Um, and uh, that's that's the easiest place to start. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, tuned in. Like, you name the podcast app, we're there probably. Just search for gayish. Funny story about that. I didn't realize I was on Stitcher until <laughs> I got into America. Sometimes they just, like, crawl stuff yeah. and then you show up places and you didn't... But that's cool. So I did an interview with the Uni- Unicorn Report and they told me, like, I listened to you on Stitcher. I'm like, what the fuck is Stitcher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, surprisingly, I, it's more than Apple. Like, there's so yeah. many different players that people have. We're on all of them. <laughs> or try to be. No, yeah. What about iHeartRadio? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, we were. Aren't they big and fancy and have all of So the... are we. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know not. I'm we... not. I'm <laughs> I don't not know. at all. I think we're on there, but I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on there. I just had to... Yeah. Because I listen to a fair few podcasts. I start work at three o'clock in the morning and it's soul charge, so it's just chuck on a podcast and away we go. <laughs> <laughs> and a fair few of the ones I listen to are iHeartRadio ones. Mm-hmm. Only problem that I have with them is they play the same ad twice in a row, about three times. Mm. Oh no! Like I heard Chelsea Handler's voice about twenty-seven <laughs> times in a three-hour period uh, one yeah. day, and I'm just sitting there going, "I am never going to listen to that in my life." I just I'm want so to go, dead with this. I want to go drinking with her to see if I survive it. Yeah, I want to be. Friends no, with she's her. gone through rehab though. Uh, well, uh, shit. Well, then I'll win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll just sat there. And and I hope that I don't become that person where I've got 17 ads throughout my <laughs> podcast. 
But if I get offered money, I'm probably going to take it. Mm-hmm. Or, or some sort of... I'm going to put a shout out here for myself. Mm-hmm. If there's any sex stores or king stores, especially king stores, I'd love to get on board with them because that's my shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of those people listen, hit me up, please. <laughs> you should visit Doghouse <laughs> Leather while you're here in Seattle. Doghouse Leather. Mm-hmm. I shall. They're fantastic. They yeah, just moved like, like a big old brand new big Oh, I haven't space. been to the new place. Yeah. But they're they're gayish. Uh they and yeah, that's that's where I go. If I'm going in person, if I'm not just mm-hmm. ordering online, then uh, I'll go there. Yeah. And that's the problem with New Zealanders. We got no good sex stores. Hmm. Wow. We like in the town that I live with, it's 400,000 people. That's our population. Mm-hmm. We have one sex store. Mm-hmm. And it's overpriced <laughs> as Fuck. Which it can be because there's no competition. 400,000 people. That's right on the edge of like may or may not be a gay bar there. Is there? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes, there is. But <laughs> a lot of straight girls go there, which is uh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For safety more than anything. Probably, probably um, happen. <laughs> which sometimes that brings in the creepy straight dude. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I'm I'm fine with straight girls being in gay bars as yeah. long as they're not in a cluster and wooing. Like, <laughs> just don't scream and don't take up too much that, space. The yeah. screaming thing, just in general, no matter where they are. <laughs> My God. And I'm also trying to be better about not making assumptions about people just because you're a female with blonde hair and kind of tall and come into a gay bar. Like you could be a bi female, you could be a questioning mm-hmm. female, you could be like you could be a lot of things. Um, so yeah, as long as you are being respectful of the environment that's there, like then you're cool. Interesting thing on that as well. And I know when we went and played you guys and now we're not finishing it, (laughs) 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 but, um, I'll do a little spiel at the end to remind everybody of it. It'll be fine. (laughs) Um, that's the other interesting part of being a bi guy is quite often. And this is one of the biggest struggles that I have is that quite often I'm not gay enough for gay men. Mm -hmm. I'm not straight enough. For women, yeah, yeah, that's even by women. Hmm. I f- just it's okay to be bi as a female as a guy. No, 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 I can't have anything to do with you. And I just sat there and went, you fucking, you d- yeah, what? it's like the the those standards of masculinity that mm. say that if you are bi, then like for some reason that makes you not as masculine, like which mm. doesn't make any sense. And yeah, I think like we have to always remind ourselves that like at, at Pride, everyone talks about like straight people at Pride. It's like just because you see someone who looks to be a male and female couple, mm-hmm. like you don't know anything. They could be bi. Mm-hmm. They could be questioning. One person could be trans. Like even then though, I'm not against straight people at pride because I'm, they're still supporting the cause. I'm, I'm the same way. And again, as long as they are respecting the exactly. space and not trying yeah. to like make it about them, as exactly. long as they, it's almost like your straight friends have to be like, they are there to be your helper. It is like, mm-hmm. it is your birthday and they are there to get you drunk and laid. And like, that is your, <laughs> if you're there, you're helping us and supporting us. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, it's just one of those things that even still now, I just sit there and go, oh, yeah, fucking Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it. And literally, you just sit there and go, well, if you're not okay with that, then you're uglier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it's an unfortunate way to have to rule out people, but... There's got to be a way. Yeah. Um. Cool. I think we're I think we're all sweet. We're all done. Yeah. All right. We're all good. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. It's been really awesome. Once again, uh, gayish, 
podcast.com yep right and um, Gage Podcast at Gage Podcast on all the socials yeah find me on iTunes Apple Podcast whatever the hell yeah basically anywhere you can find podcasts exactly yep exactly right exactly right thank you so much once again thank you for having having us awesome touch of your lips dear but much more for the touch of your whips dear you can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango say our love is a flame not an amber say it's me that you want to dismember blacken my eye set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango at your command before you here i stand my heart is in my hand yeah It's here that I must be. My heart entreats. Just hear those savage beats. And go put on your cleats. And come and trample me. Your heart is hard as stone or mahogany. That's why I'm in such exquisite agony. My soul is on fire. It's a flame with desire. Which is why I perspire when we tango. Caught my nose in your left castanet, love. I can feel the pain yet, love. Every time I hear drums, and I envy the rose that you held in your teeth, love, with the thorns underneath, love. Sticking into your gums Your eyes cast a spell that bewitches The last time I needed twenty stitches To sew up the gash you made with your lash As we dance to the masochism tango Bash in my brain and make me scream with pain Then kick me once again and say we'll never part I know too well I'm underneath your spell. So, darling, if you smell something burning, it's my heart. Don't you take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder. Fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the massacre. Is a tango.